Have you ever had something valuable stolen from you before? Yeah. All right. Mm -hmm. Has a thief ever broken into your house or gained entry into your residence right. through a window you left open or unsecured? All right. Or maybe yet, you left it unlocked? Mm -hmm. All right. How about your car? Right. Has a thief ever broken or gained entry into your car mm. or your vehicle and right. taken your property out of your vehicle? All right. I would think that at one point in time or another, we have all had something taken from us without our permission. Yes. Amen. Yes. Whether that was a cell phone, whether that was jewelry, clothes, or money. All right. Or better yet, have you ever stolen something from someone? All right. All right. Taken something that they've worked very hard for in their life. Go ahead. And claimed it as yourself. Okay. The title of my message this evening is Returning Stolen Property. All right. All right. Yes. The definition of a thief is a person who takes another person's property without permission. Yes. Sometimes they do this by stealth, or they can do this without using force or violence. Mm -hmm. All right. The Greek word, thank you, Pastor. Go ahead. The, the Greek word for theft or thief is kleptes, mm -hmm. where All we right. get the, the Greek word klepto. Okay. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Say. There are many different types of theft. Yes. There's petty theft. Yep. Amen. There's grand theft. Yep. Amen. There's shoplifting. Amen. There's robbery. Amen. Armed robbery. Amen. Fraud and identity Amen. theft. Petty theft and grand theft have to deal with the value of the property stolen. Amen. Shoplifting is the theft from a retail. Yes. Robbery genuinely involves the taking of another person's property by force, fear, or intimidation. Mm. Amen. With the intent to permanently deprive that person of their property. Yes. When we enter a weapon into the mix, it turns into armed robbery. Amen. Fraud, on the other hand, is stealing that involves deceiving someone to give their property willingly but under false pretenses right. rather than yeah. using force. Amen. Identity theft, however, is the fraudulent acquisition and use of a person's private identity or identification for information. Uh -huh, yeah. The penalty for theft yes. is depending on what is stolen. Mm -hmm. And it can carry within a severe charge of becoming a felon. Amen. Mm. So I'll ask you, mm. or any of you, felons tonight. All right. Mm. The master thief, of course, as we know, is Satan. Yes. yes. John yes. 10 and 10 states, the thief comes only to steal, steal kill, kill, and destroy. And destroy. All right. Yes. In 1994, I was a deacon in uh, the True House of God in Knoxville, Tennessee. Me and uh, the bishop of my church at that time, uh, or our church at that time, had a, uh, a radio broadcast. And I would go with her to the radio broadcast uh, to help her out with it. And I would do the, uh, the prayer line when people were calling to the radio broadcast. All right. And then she would play, you know, the music and so forth. And sometimes people would call in and then she would let me, you know, speak to some of the youth that had called in, you know, from it. So we had a, a really good time and it was on a Saturday. Yeah. 
But I rode with her because at that time, you know, I was young and coming up. I was about 22, 23 years old. And I didn't have any gas in my car. And I needed some oil. All you right. know, it, was a, it was an old vehicle. But right. I rode with the bishop, and she didn't mind for me to ride with her. And it was company for her as we were going to the to the broadcast. Uh -huh. So I left my vehicle there, went to the broadcast. After the broadcast was over with, we ended up coming home. It's the same time frame. It's usually about 10, 30, 11 o'clock. And uh, it was a really good broadcast and a really good uh, conversation coming home. When I got to the driveway, right. where I parked my car, my car was stolen. All right. Oh. I looked around, you know, everywhere was a Subaru. Uh, obviously, I didn't, you know, see it anywhere. And I had the keys in my pocket. So no one couldn't have taken it. It was parked on the hill. So I looked down the hill to see if maybe I, I didn't put the uh, the brakes in fully engaged. And then, you know, I went inside her house and we asked, hey, did someone else, you know, come or something? No one else had seen anything. But All the story right. short was that, you know, someone had stolen my car. Had stolen it. Obviously, you know, I was really, really upset. Uh, you know, she told me, hey, you know what, Deacon Robson, you know, calm down. You know, calm down. You know, you're confessing to be, you know, a child of God and let the Lord take care of it. Mm, and right. then we, we prayed. We prayed right there. After we prayed, the very next thing I did was I called the police. All right. Mm -hmm. I called the police because they had the authority yeah. to go after the thief. Yeah. To arrest them. Yes, amen. Mm -hmm. Amen. The police have the authority to make arrests of those individuals who commit a crime by breaking the law. Mm -hmm. That's right. Amen. The definition of a law, and here we go. The definition of a law is a rule, conduct, or action that is not formally recognized as binding by a superior controlling authority. Uh -huh. Amen. This is the definition of a law. Yes. Okay, a rule of conduct or action that is formally recognized as binding by a superior controlling authority. Uh -huh. mm. Amen. The definition of authority is the power or right to give orders, make decisions, and enforce obedience. Mm. Amen. Okay. The power or right to give orders, Amen. to make decisions, uh -huh. and to enforce obedience. Amen. Federal, state, and local governments empower their police officers to maintain law and order within a certain municipality or jurisdiction. Amen. Their authority is derived or derivative from the federal and state constitutions as well as the state laws and the local ordinances. Amen. When I was in Virginia and I was a uh, first, uh, you don't see too many police officers going to be firefighters. You usually see firefighters coming to be police officers. So, and I was one of them, and you're welcome for that. Mm -hmm. All right. I was, uh, I was a firefighter, uh, and I got sworn in, and I do the quotation mark, sworn in uh, with the Hampton Fire and Rescue Fire Division. All right. Okay? Uh -huh. I went to their fire academy. I passed the firefighter one and two course, and when I graduated, I was sworn in on stage, and I received my certification and my badge. All right. At that time, I was a full-fledged firefighter and with the city of Hampton, and I was assigned to station two, the Phoebus District. As a deputy sheriff with the city of Newport News, <clears throat> as soon as I got through all the orientation and all of that stuff, my class that I came in with, we went down to the city clerk's office. Uh, all of us there, we raised our right hand. The city clerk swore us in. After that, they ushered us upstairs. We took a picture in our uniform, and she gave me and gave all of us our credentials. All right. And when she gave us our credentials, she told us at that time, or the 
uh, one of the other individuals, deputies, had said to us, who was taking us through this training process, and said at that time, now that we have our credentials, we're now full-fledged deputies of the city of Newport News, mm. the sheriff's department. And we had all of the rights and authority that came along with that to enforce the law. All As right. we got through with the training, then you would get your, your badge. But we got the credentials first. As a minister, as you know, of the gospel, Okay, when I went to Liberty Bible uh, College and Seminary, they give you credentials when I got ordained. Mm -hmm. When you get All ordained, right. they give you a license and your credentials saying that you're now ordained through their Bible College and Seminary. Uh -huh. And they gave me they gave me that portion of it. All right. Mm -hmm. The credentials in the badge are just a physical representation mm -hmm. of that authority. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yep. That yes. the individual carries with them. Yes. Authority comes from somewhere or someone, and it can be given to someone to carry out a specific task. Yes. That authority always comes from a higher and superior source. Yes. Our authority, if you want to follow along, is in Luke 10, 17 through 19. All right. All Luke right. 10, 17 yes. through 19. I'm pretty sure that most of you all are familiar with Yes. With that passage yes. of scripture. Yes. Luke 10, 17 through 19. And once again, as I've said affectionately before, I didn't write this. Okay, this was written way before me. Alright. And it reads, The 72 return with joy and said. It lets you know that there was more than just 12. The 12 were just the individuals that the Lord kept close to him. But that's a different message. 72 return with joy. And said, Lord, even the demons submit to us in your name. All right. He replied, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. Amen. Verse 19, I have given you authority. Yes. Authority to trample on snakes and scorpions and to overcome all the power of the enemy. Right. Nothing will harm you. Yes. All right. Now, as I mentioned to you before, when the Lord says he has given us the authority, the authority is what? The power or right to give orders, make decisions, and enforce obedience. Yes. Yep. Right. So when the Lord said he has given us the authority, he has given us the authority to enforce obedience on the enemy. Mm -hmm. And nothing right. will hurt us. Just like a police officer has the authority to make an arrest of those who violate the law, so do we. That's right. Mm. right. We have been given the authority to make an arrest of the devil. Amen. Amen. All right. The definition of arrest is to take or to keep in custody by authority of the law. Mm -hmm. When an enemy tries to steal our family members and loved ones through drugs and alcohol, we have the authority to take them back. Amen. When the enemy tries to steal our children through bad association yes. and the misuse of social media, yes. we have the authority Amen. to take them back. Yes. Amen. Amen. When the enemy tries to steal our dreams and visions of hope, mm -hmm. we have the authority to take it back. Yes, we do. All right. When we have been deceived, into making unwise financial decisions in our, in our lives because of a lack of knowledge, we have the authority to get it restored back. Amen. All right. 
Now the enemy is very crafty. Amen. Whenever, whenever the enemy can't steal the property himself, he tries to enlist the help of an accomplice. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. To Amen. steal the property for him. All right. If you look in those bags right there, I've kind of given you a picture of who that accomplice is. It's going to be a different one for each person. Okay? So, it took me a while to make that picture. Okay? So if you open that up, you'll find out who that accomplice is. That accomplishes you. All right. <laughs> I asked you from the beginning of the message, yeah. have you ever stolen anything Thank before? All right. Uh -huh. We all know the story of Adam and Eve. Yes. Yes. And how Satan deceived Adam and Eve. Uh -huh. And they right. sinned by eating the, the tree or eating from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Yes. Yes. However, they were deceived because they didn't trust God. Amen. Amen. However, in Genesis 3, 4, and 6, mm -hmm. so generation, uh, Genesis chapter 3, verse 4 through 6, Amen. And it reads, and the serpent said unto the woman, Amen. You shall not die. Mm -hmm. For God doth know that in the day that ye eat thereof, All then right. your eyes shall be opened, uh -huh. and ye shall be as gods, All knowing right. good and evil. Yeah. And when the woman saw that the tree was good for fruit, and that it was pleasant to the eyes, yeah. and a tree to be desired to make one wise, All right. she took the fruit thereof, uh -huh. and did eat, yeah. and gave also unto her husband with her, and yeah. he did eat. Uh -huh. Adam and Eve stole trust back from God. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Have mercy. All right. They initially trusted in God yes. and believed that God had held nothing back from them that was good. Mm -hmm. But when the enemy came on the scene, Amen. he deceived them. Amen. He made them think that the Lord had held something back All from right. them. Yes. And in that, they took that trust that they gave God, they took it back. All right. They stole the trust back. What have you stolen back from God? All right. Have mercy. John 19, 28 through 30 says, After this, Jesus, knowing that all things now accomplished, that the scriptures might be fulfilled, saith, John 19, verse 28 through 30. He said, I thirst. Verse 29. Now there was set a vessel full of vinegar, and they filled a sponge with vinegar mm -hmm. and put it upon hyssop mm -hmm. and put it to his mouth. Amen. When Jesus, therefore, had received the vinegar, he said, it is finished. Amen. And bowed his head and gave up the ghost. Yeah. When Christ died, all things were accomplished for us. Mm -hmm. Healing. Amen. Restoration, mm -hmm. marriage, mm -hmm. pain, yes, everything. everything. It was finished. Amen. When we yield or consent to shame, we steal from God. 
Amen. We steal that shame back from God and we take it upon ourselves. Mm. The shame wasn't meant for you. Amen. It was meant for God. Mm. All right. When we consent to past sins, physical illnesses, we rob God. Isaiah 5, uh, 53 and 5 says, but he was wounded for our transgressions. Amen. He was bruised for our iniquities. Yes. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. Amen. And with his stripes, we he were healed. healed. Amen. Amen. I'll ask you again. What have you stolen from God? All right. When the Lord takes worry from us and we go back and take it back upon ourselves, All we right. rob God. <laughs> All right. First Peter 5 and 7 says, cast all your anxiety upon him Amen. because he cares for you. Amen. Amen. The worry doesn't belong to you. Amen. It belongs to God. Yes. So for the fourth time, I'll ask, what did you steal from God? All right. When we trust in our finances more than we trust in the Lord, all right. we commit financial idolatry. Amen. Amen. We rob God. Yes. Preach. Malachi three and eight says, "Will a man rob God?" Yes. Yet ye have robbed me. Yeah. But ye say, "Wherein have we robbed thee?" I will say, "We rob God when we cast our cares on Him, and then we take it back upon ourselves." Amen. We rob God. Satan has been compared to a felon. That is on the run from law enforcement authorities All with right. no place to hide. Like you've seen yes. in those movies, you know, and also in reality, when they break out of jail somewhere, they're on the run. Okay, that's Satan. All right. Mm -hmm. yes. He has already been convicted Amen. by a court of law, mm -hmm. which is the Lord God. Amen. Amen. He is on the loose and trying to wreak havoc on the saints of God. Amen. The law enforcement authorities, that is that he is on the run from, that's us. All right. The saints of God. We have the authority to return the stolen property from the enemy mm -hmm. All right. that he has taken from us. Yep. There's a story about, and I talked to the pastor, uh, on, I think it was Wednesday, we talked about an individual. His name is Smith Wigglesworth. Mm -hmm. Smith Wigglesworth. Yes. Okay, a very devout man of God. Uh, and I have a little small uh, snippet about him, and then I'll get into this, this story of him. Very profound individual. Mm -hmm. He was a British evangelist in 1859. Mm -hmm. Okay, he was often referred to as the Apostle of Faith, Smith Wigglesworth. Mm -hmm. He was a very influential in the early history of Pentecostalism about a century ago. Without human refinement and education, he was a very, just a humbled individual. Very, very humbled right. individual. He actually didn't know how to read or write. The only thing that, and I knew this from watching, thank God for YouTube, right? <clears throat> when you use it the, the right way. Uh, mm -hmm. Learning about him is that he didn't know how to read or write. That's true. Mm -hmm. All right. The only thing he ever read was the Bible. All right. He never wrote, read anything else. And you can look that up. The stories that are about him, he didn't write, according to his great-granddaughter. People wrote those stories about him. Right. So he never read anything else but the Word of God, mm -hmm. ever, in his life. And he had a very closeness with the Lord. Thousands of Christians of faith, he healed them of serious illnesses and diseases. 
as a supernatural sign that followed his ministry. He had a deep intimacy with our Heavenly Father and an unquestioning faith in God's word. All right. The story goes, <clears throat> one day Smith Wigglesworth was lying in his bed and he woke up in the middle of the night. Mm -hmm. When he woke up in the middle of the night, he got a candle, he lit it, and he started to walk through his house. Mm -hmm. As he's walking through his house, it's pitch dark, he said that he had, or the story goes about him, that he said that he had this eerie feeling that evil, or a presence of evil, was in his house. All right. Mm -hmm. So as he turned around, he said that he's seen the devil, Satan, face to face with him on the other end of the candle. And when he seen him, he said he turned around and said, oh, it's you. And blew out the candle and went back to sleep. <laughs> this was an individual who knew he had authority over the devil. Amen. Amen. That the devil was a defeated foe. Yes. That fear did not belong to him. Period. That's right. And he had nothing to fear in the devil. Amen. One last story that I will share with you, and I got this from a brother when I went to my brothers here, their, their uh, Bible study. There was a young man there, Sam, Minister Sam. And uh, I was listening to a story that he told about the painting, the checkmate painting. So and I thought that would be something that would be profound to share with you all. Okay, and I hope I do it as much justice as the young man who gave it to us. So the story goes that there was an individual who went to a museum. And he's with a group of individuals. He gets to, you know, a couple of paintings as everyone is in the museum looking at different things and so forth. This one individual looks at this painting, and the painting is called Checkmate. If anybody's ever played chess before, you know that chess is a game, you know, of kings. And, you know, it's supposed to be very strategic. Mm -hmm. The object of the game is to get your opponent in checkmate, mm -hmm. which means that you can't move any other moves. There's nothing that can be done. You're in a place now where that, you know, for all intents and purposes, that you have no other way. You're dead to rights, so to speak. Uh -huh. So the individual is looking at this painting, and the painting is called, once again, checkmate, but it's between the devil and man. Mm -hmm. All right. So man is playing chess with the devil, and the devil has been checkmate. So he's sitting there looking at this painting, and everyone else has already moved on to other different exhibits inside of the museum. An hour goes by, you know, still looking at it very intensely. Another hour goes by, and once again, he's looking at it just as intensely as he had before. Then, all of a sudden, he looks at it and says, that's a lie. That's a lie. It starts yelling really, really loud. People are looking at him, and then as he keeps looking at everyone, he says, that's a lie. That's a lie. The painting is a lie. Wow. Everyone mm -hmm. else come towards him, and they're like, hey, what's going on? Like, what's, like, you know, like, what's up? Come on. He goes, the painting is a lie. It's a lie. Hmm. And he goes, well, how, how do you know that it's a lie? He says, look at the king. The king has one more move. Mm -hmm. All right. <laughs> so right. I say to you, just when you think it's all over, remember that the king always has another move. Yeah. All right. There's always another move that the king has to make. Amen. Yeah. 
I will say to you that in my life, that I have been at a point where I felt like there was another move to be made. All right. I hit a bout of anxiety many, many, many years ago. It was right after I had lost my eyesight, which is when the Lord really gave me all of this information here. I gave the devil fear all right. and allowed him to wreak that on me. Mm -hmm. I gave him all of that anxiety and allowed him to wreak that portion of it on me. It wasn't until the Lord gave me this and the returning, uh, not the returning of the stolen property, but which way is true north, to hold on something that was true in my life. All right. God said that he didn't give me the spirit of fear, but of what? So then I started thinking like, Lord, you didn't give That's me the right. spirit of fear. Amen. If you didn't give that to me, mm -hmm. then that came from the devil. Amen. Right. Then That's that right. doesn't belong to me. That's right. Amen. Give that back. Amen. All right. Amen. The devil made me think that I was losing the fabric of my mind. Mm -hmm. Seriously. Mm -hmm. Because I was going through this and I didn't understand why. Here I am, like I said, I've been through Firefighter Academy. I mean, I've done all this cool guy stuff. And here it is now at this stage in my life. You know, I'm, I'm now going through bouts of anxiety. I didn't, I didn't know what it was. I didn't. Like, all right. You know, like, like fear. I would go literally, I would literally go inside of a house, okay? You know, a structure fire. And I would start having anxiety attacks. The very first thing I wanted to do was take that mask off because I was going through these, obviously, uh, you know, that's the wrong thing to do when you're in a house full of toxic gases. Amen. But I didn't know what was happening to me. Mm -hmm. I didn't All know. Right. Yeah. Like, why am I having anxiety? Like, for what? I, you know, I've been through this training. Like, now? And when you don't know what's happening, mm -hmm. it can be very defeating. Mm -hmm. Amen. Until I started reading the Word. Amen. I did. I started reading the Word. And that was one of the scriptures that the Lord gave to me. Amen. Was that He didn't give me that spirit of fear. Amen. And I said, well, Lord, if you didn't do that, then that came from the devil. So I started saying that. And my wife gave me a testimony to it. I would put the pills right beside my bed. All the Pams had them. Doxapam, Clozapine, and every last one of them. Mm, all right. I'll put it right there beside the bed, like breaking case of emergency, you know. Mm -hmm. But when the Lord gave me the word, I never end up taking it. What that happened was I put it there and I trusted. I said, well, Lord, I'm going to trust you. Amen. I'm going to trust you. Amen. So I gave him the trust. I didn't take it back from him. So I gave it to him. I said, okay, Lord. It was right in his lap. And I had my hand on the pill. And I had my hand on trust that was in his lap. All right. I'm like, Lord, at any moment, I'm taking that trust back. And I'm taking the pill. <laughs> you know, at any moment. So the Lord allowed me to go through one night of peaceful sleep. And when he did that, it was like the Lord was looking at me like. Amen. All now, right. <laughs> if we did it once, we can do it what? Twice. And if we did it twice, we can do it what? Three times. Then you know right. the story from there. So God showed me, hey, look, we, we can do this. So I was like, okay, well, Lord, you're too, like your grandparents say, you're too smart for your own good. So I'm like, okay, well, Lord, you're too smart for your own good. Well, what about the fourth night? You know, right. you didn't say that, but the fourth night. And then obviously it went on to a month, and then it went on to not having to do that or Amen. use that medication at all. Amen. Now, I'm not saying that medication isn't a needed tool. Poor individuals. Right. Amen. Because like my grandmother used to say, you praise the bridge 
that carries you across safely. So at that time, that's what I needed to get myself to a place where that, hey, Lord, I can hold on. I can anchor myself to something. When I lost my child, my son, All right. I didn't want to hear it from nobody. All I didn't right. want to hear, hey, look, I'm sorry, or, hey, brother, we understand what you're going through, and, hey, he's in a better place. I really wanted, I didn't have a pistol at that time. I want to get a pistol, and, okay, well, let me take your child out, and let me tell you he's in a better place now. Let's see how you feel. All right, all right. I was not there. Amen. Mm -hmm. I was not there at all, and I didn't want to hear it. Amen. But the Lord had told me, trust me. I said, Lord, I don't know, I can't do that right now. I took trust out of it. And I kept anxiety, I kept bitterness, I kept malice, because every time I seen someone else's child, I hated it. All right. Why did I just carry mine to the grave and yours is walking above ground? All right. Like, Lord, I can show you a bunch of bad kids that you need to take. What did you take this one for? All right. I wasn't there. Amen. I stole that from the Lord, that bitterness and that anger. And All I right. kept it. All right. And I walked around with it for many years. All right. Until the Lord released, returned his stolen property. You're carrying something that doesn't belong to you. Amen. You weren't designed Amen. to keep that. I was. All right. I can keep bitterness. You can. All right. I can keep shame. You can. Yes. Mm -hmm. yes. I can keep worry. You can. Mm-hmm. I can keep your son. You can. You can. Amen. So it took Amen. me a while to learn, Lord, that I was taking things from you that didn't belong to me. Mm -hmm. What I'm telling you, brothers and sisters, is no hustle and it's no joke. Amen. I tell you about what I went through in my life. All right. It took me a while to get to this point. I heard another pastor say, well, how do, the, how do you think people get the messages to talk to you about it's because we went through them mm -hmm. I didn't learn it on the radio or piece it or slice it together from someone else's sermon Lord I went through that myself I didn't want to but the Lord taught me the lesson stop taking things that don't belong to you it doesn't belong to you worry does not belong to you Amen. the promotions don't belong to you. Amen. That belongs to me. I got it. Amen. When I get ahead of the Lord is when I take what? Patience from him yes. and I get impatience. Mm -hmm. Let me be patient for a minute. Every time I get in the car, I take patience away from God. Like, here you go. I'm getting impatience now. Right. Every single time, you know. And the Lord's like, hey, impatience doesn't belong to you. And my wife reminds me of that. You need to be patient. And I'm like, Lord, you need to take my wife and tell her to be quiet. <laughs> that belongs to you. <laughs> you know? And the Lord says, what? No, that belongs to you. <laughs> so, but that's a true story. So patience is something that me and the Lord are still, you know, we're working on right there. It's like patience and impatience right in his lap, you know, right there. <clears throat> but I'm, I, I am going to get to the point where I will learn to be patient in the vehicle. Okay, but the moral of the story is you have to return the property yes. that you've stolen from the Lord. Yes. You have to trust them. Amen. You have to trust. Amen. So from the very beginning, it was trust that Adam and Eve stole from the Lord. Yes. We know they were deceived, but they didn't trust the Lord. They Amen. thought that he held something from them mm. and God didn't. 
Amen. So Satan tricked them into thinking that the Lord would withhold something from them, just like us. All right. There's no nothing that the Lord will or would ever withhold from us. Amen. So give him back his stolen property. Amen. 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 Amen.